This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Bustin' Loose Baseball with Grant and Danny. Interviews, analytics, and analysis on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Speaking of getting him into the system, let's look at the minor league system really quickly. Just looking at today's box scores for anybody interesting to talk about. Uh, A couple of things stand out to me. We can begin in double-A where Jackson Rutledge Through six innings of two-hit ball, two runs, he walked four, which is more than he'd been walking. Uh, It's it's hard when you're six foot eight to to throw the ball and repeat the delivery uh, over the plate constantly. But six strikeouts in six innings. He's a good start, Tobaway, from his ERA dipping under three for the season. You and I went and watched him together uh, in person. Uh, He's had a a really good bounce-back year. Uh, Well, I guess last year technically would have been the bounce-back, but a really nice kind of jump forward year at double a not striking a ton of guys out. Doesn't look like he's an elite prospect or anything, but it it does look like he could potentially be a big league starting pitcher the way he's throwing it in double a. Well, and that's the nice part with where the nationals are at. Mackenzie Gore looks like he's going to be a one or a two. Josiah Gray looks like he can settle in as a three who knows what happens with Cavalli. Maybe he can be a four, but you know, when you're looking at back end guys, Jackson Rutledge, I think could fill that role, whether it's a fourth or a fifth starter in the rotation, I think that he can be solid and he's had a really good year this year. So it's been exciting to see him kind of take that step forward this year in double a. And like you said, he's real close to getting that ERA under three. I think he's, showing that he's got some of that stuff and maybe is someone that works out of the bullpen eventually down the line with that electric fastball. Who knows? But, I mean, it's good to see that he's finally starting to take some steps forward and getting pretty close to getting to the big leagues. At the A-plus level in Wilmington today, as we tape this on Thursday night, uh, Andrew Lara started and had good numbers, four hits and a run, five innings, three strikeouts. I've just never – I've seen him a lot in person, and I'm rooting for him because – He's a young guy. Uh, he's 20 years old in a plus ball. Uh, the numbers are not good, by the way. ERA over six, uh, 57 hits, 51 innings, just 36 strikeouts, average against like 275. The stuff is just so pedestrian to me. Like I've, I've never been impressed. It's, it's like 90 to 92 a lot. Some 93s in there, but secondaries have never really uh, blown me away. I'm hopeful he's young, but I just don't see necessarily the big ceiling there uh the the storyline in that game from a prospect standpoint i guess would be twofold one is that brady house hit a homer and we talked about how hard it is to homer in wilmington you're just not gonna hit a lot of bombs there that's why what james wood did was so impressive 
It was his first home run since being called up to the Carolina League in A-plus ball. He's uh, now got seven on the season. He had six, I believe, if memory serves, in Fredericksburg. But uh, he's hitting 290 for the year, 850 OPS, and he killed the ball. Dead center field for the 20-year-old slugger, former first-round pick. That was awesome to see him hit a ball out to dead center in Wilmington. Two hits, two runs for him in the game. I get excited about Brady House. I'm hoping that he can be someone... I think that Brady House has the chance to be what we expected Carter Keboom to be at third base for the Nationals, and hopefully he can do that. A big guy, a guy that was drafted quite young out of high school, so I think that he's got the opportunity to do it. Good to see him doing well at high A. How long do you think it is? Obviously, he just got called up to high A. Is it something that he's going to spend the rest of the year there? Do you think you know, if he does well, he gets up to double A before the end of the season? What do you expect for the rest of the track for Brady House? I could see him playing in double A at the end of the year, but I think that it would take him really hitting the ball well and having a strong season. I think they probably are just planning on having him play the rest of the way at A+. Because last year was kind of his Fredericksburg year. He obviously started the year and kind of they wanted him to master that level. Uh, because of the injury last year, he missed a lot of time. So this is more of his Wilmington year, I think, at the pace they want to take him on. And then maybe you don't need, you know, the, the, the double A AA and triple A can be combined more than the the A to double double A jumps a little more difficult for a, a prep bat. So, yeah, I would think A plus is probably where he'll spend the bulk of his season. And and if I had to bet, I would say the rest of his season. But if, if you're killing the ball, I mean, see James Wood, uh, who's just different, then you don't have to be there very long. The, the only th- caveat I would provide to that is I hate Wilmington as as a uh, hitter's ballpark and like as an affiliate, so to speak, for a hitter. I wouldn't want guys there very long. I just think it's it's really hard for power production and numbers. I just think it's, you know, it can be mentally taxing. And I was stunned with how productive James Wood was. Um, so that, that would be the only thing is I, I would almost prefer guys maybe be in Harrisburg to there just in terms of offense. Uh, but I think he's got a long way to go to just show that, you know, like Wood, he was ready and would handle double-A pitching uh, the way that Wood has. Uh, one other guy I want to call attention to is Jeremy De La Rosa had a couple of well-struck balls and had a base hit in the game. The 21-year-old outfielder has really done a nice job here uh, getting hot and kind of turning a corner. Uh, he had a great year in Fredericksburg last year, double-digit home runs and almost 40 steals, hitting 280 with an 800 OPS. Uh, he's really gotten warm and, and had a much more success the last few weeks uh, in Wilmington, so that's a very good sign. Last guy real quick is Yarlin Susana. He was one of the players that came back in the Soto deal from the Padres. He's the teenage pitcher who throws 100 miles an hour and touched 103 uh, multiple times when I saw him debut with Washington. Two hits, two runs unearned. So four and two-third innings of basically scoreless ball for him, six strikeouts and two walks. If you look at his season ERA now, 2.90 for Arlene Susana. Uh, which is great. He sprays the ball still. I mean, it's a lot of walks, which he's going to have to clean up. 40 innings and uh, 25 walks. But the walk rate has come down. He's striking out over a batter per inning, 42 Ks and 40 innings, and he's got a 180 average against. Last year, 179. This year, 182. As a pro, hitters are hitting just 181 off of him in 85 innings. He's got just 54 hits allowed and a career 2.6 ERA. So the numbers match the stuff as being really damn good for 19-year-old Arlene Susana. It's really just about him developing command and control and throwing strikes. The one thing with him is 
I just see him every time I hear what he's doing, every time I hear the numbers and hear about his stuff, it just sounds to me like an elite closer down the line. I know that they're developing as, him as a starter, which is the right thing to do, and maybe he can find his way there. But I, I feel like when you have a guy like this, and he almost feels like the wild card for me in the Soto deal where he was kind of the throw-in, and if he turns out to be really, really good, which maybe at this point it's James Wood, but if he turns out to be really, really good, it kind of pushes you over the top. But a guy that's that young that throws that hard, I have no problem developing him as a starter, but I would almost rather him come out throw 102, 103 for an inning or two innings as opposed to trying to get him to throw 99 and work on three and four pitches to be a starter. I think that he's got a really good closer potential in his future, and the more that he works at it and working to develop and get that that walk rate down and everything with it, I, I think that he's going to be a really good player for this organization in the future. I think as a closer, but maybe as a starter as well. Not pictured in the breakdown. An 0 for 5 for Robert Hassel. He has been scuffling pretty big time in double A. The left-handed bat that they got back in the Soto deal, a former top 10 pick. He's hitting just 212 now on the season. Uh, was a 189 hitter in 15 games in Fredericksburg rehabbing before getting called back up to double A. And he's hitting 220 with a 600 OPS in 40 games now uh, for Harrisburg, which is really disappointing. Uh, and speaking of disappointing, Elijah Green had four more strikeouts in a one for five game at Fredericksburg. So 100 strikeouts now on the season in 204 at bats for Elijah Green. Basically about a 50% K rate. I mean, there's still some really encouraging things here that, that make you excited. He has 22 stolen bases. Uh, he is getting on base at a decent clip for a guy hitting 225. He draws some walks. He's getting on base at a 333 clip. I mean, the OPS is is not great. Uh, certainly not for a guy in, in you know a ball who's a elite level prospect theoretically. But at 660, it's also not horrendous for a guy with all that swing and miss in the strike zone. Just three homers surprises me. I, you know, if you would have told me he was striking out this much, and it's one of the reasons if you go back to the beginning of the Elijah Green experience and experiment as much as I, I liked the pick and thought the ceiling was huge and I understood what they were doing. I've always been nervous and kind of worried about him making good on the promise because I, I just, I didn't like the swing at IMG Academy he struck out a lot. And generally that doesn't bode very well. So it took a swing adjustment. And I mean, do they have a track record of fixing swings around here? I mean, I was nervous, frankly, that having been said, I thought it'd be a lot of home runs and a lot of strikeouts, you know, and a lot of doubles and the power just hasn't necessarily been there. I mean, I guess that's what surprises me. He's slugging 328, man. Like, I'll tell it's almost like, you know, you know what my comp is, Toby, as I'm kind of spitballing here, just thinking out loud as I'm <laughs> rambling. It's almost like a um a, a young quarterback. Like, I expect terrible throws and bad interceptions and those what the heck were you thinking moments. But I'll give you a couple of those for every one of the amazing play that makes me think I found my franchise QB. But, like, I need that spectacular off-schedule play where if you throw a pick, I'm screaming at you, but it's a touchdown this time, and I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's unbelievable. With Elijah Green, I'll deal with 100 strikeouts and 200 at-bats as you're getting your pro career started. The 22 stolen bases is the flash that I'm looking for. Like, instead of three homers, I want 11 right now. You know what I mean? Like, especially in that ballpark, I just it, – it's it has been frustrating for me. Yeah, and to your point, sometimes you can forget about him, which is a little discouraging considering how highly he was drafted, how 
good of a prospect he's supposed to be, you know, for every bad thing you hear about him, you'd hope, like you said, to see a highlight, you know, you see a, a, almost every night, it seems like a James Wood home run tonight. You saw a Brady house home run recording this on Thursday night. You saw Brady house home run in Wilmington. And it feels like the only highlight I can remember that we all got excited about for Elijah green so far this year is when he hit a 436 home run out of the ballpark in Fredericksburg, which is awesome. And it shows you some of that potential, but I can't just see one highlight every two or three weeks. This is a guy that was drafted in the top five and you'd like to see a little bit more. So I know that early on in the season, we talk a little bit and say, you know, you're holding reservation, but we're getting a big enough sample size now with 200 plus at bats. And then you just said, reach the hundred strikeout mark. Like there's some concern there without a doubt because of the fact that he strikes out so much he's not making as good a contact as you'd like you know i I, it's awesome that he's stealing bags but at this point he's got all the tools but if you're going to swing and miss in the zone as much as he does it really raises some red flags another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's take a peek at the comments this week as we have been asking you guys to leave us some reviews and subscribe and some comments for Bustin' Loose Baseball. Do all of those podcasty things that uh, folks do. We do have a couple of comments, so we like to read them and shout you guys out. Coxon Double Zero. This is our guy Chris in Hyattsville, who's a uh, great Nats fan and a good buddy of the show. He says, if you call yourself a Nats fan, you must listen to Bustin' Loose. This show is all killer, no filler. He says, Grant has been a pro sports broadcaster since he was 12. Just Google him. Uh, that's very funny, and uh, that is nice <laughs> nice of you to say. He says he knows and loves baseball. This show is no fluff, bare bones. Hard drill down on the Nats, in-season updates, farm updates, great player interviews, fantastic analysis, a must-listen for Nats fans, young and old. Uh, he is in on the addition of Toby Altizer, or Toby Altizer, I believe, as they said when they recorded it for us. <laughs> so we're having them re-record it with your name. Altazir uh, so sounds cooler than Al- Altizer. So I'll, I'll that is a pretty that. cool name. I will. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Nate 9916. Nate the Great. Did you see uh, Ted Lasso? I have not seen Ted Lasso. Oh, no. come on, Toby. What a great show. You got to <laughs> see Ted Lasso. Everyone tells me I need to see it. So maybe yeah, I'll have it's to see a 10 it. out of 10. Nate the Great. So Nate says, Magnificent podcast. You'll absolutely love the pod if you're a fan of the Nats. You'll love it even more if you're a fan of the Grant and Danny show. It is a terrific podcast that gives you insight into upcoming players, elite level guys, and not so familiar names, the draft and the current big league roster. Nothing is missed, including the rundown on the good and the not so good game reviews. Yeah, there are more of those than we'd like, huh, buddy? Yeah, too Thank many. you, Nate. says, forever a fan of the Curly W, Nate. Very, very cool. So if you want a shout out, people, come on now. This is how it's done. You write something, we read it, and we tell everyone how cool you are. I believe this is another comment here I missed. Stephen N. says, been listening to the pod since the beginning and can't recommend it enough. Great spot to get the type of Nats analysis you can't find anywhere else from radio voices you know and love. I get excited every time I see a new podcast come out. Let's go, Stephen, huh? 
Love it, That's Steve. What we're talking Love about, Tobe. Love it. The people are delivering the goods. This Absolutely. is what we're looking for. So spread the word. We're trying to make this thing work. We're trying to, to get this thing to work. Um, I was going to say we're trying to do a deep dive, but that doesn't make any sense. Uh, we could do a deep dive. Deep dive way. into the comments. Exactly. Deep dive into the comments. All right. Final thoughts, Toby, on our way out here. Yeah, well, hopefully the Nationals can figure something out here in the month of June, man. It's been rough. It, it, this is, feels like what we expected the season to be, but they got off to such a decent start that it's almost discouraging now seeing them kind of come back down to earth. At the Padres for three, and then at the Mariners for three, the site of All-Star Baseball this year. Then they come back to the East Coast to take on the Phillies, and then the Reds are back at Nationals Park. Monday and Tuesday, the Red Hot Reds, a four-game series in early July over Independence Day. I am steamed up to see that young team led by one of the great young talents in baseball, Ellie De La Cruz. That'll be hell, hella fun. I cannot wait for that, man. I'm going to make sure to get over there and see some BP, see where he's hitting balls in the Nats Park that not many people can. I'm excited to see him in D.C. They got a rookie named Matt McLean as well who was drafted in the first round. Uh, just a couple of years ago, who they graduated earlier this spring, who is Hunter currently Green. hitting 315 with an 850 OPS already. He's got 45 hits since he got called up. He's just 23. And then Andrew Abbott, the left, uh, the uh, lefty from Virginia, who's allowed runs in like one of the four games he's pitched in so far. So it'll be fun to see them at Nats Park. Yeah, Hunter Green throwing gas too. So a lot of fun. That's a really fun team. They are. That's America's team. That's America's Cincinnati Reds right there. I prefer that America's team over the football version. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. All right, for producer Darius and Toby Altizier, uh, but really Altizer, <laughs> I'm Grant Paleson, uh, or whatever you want to call me. Boston Loose Baseball in the books. We're back at it next week.